the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 189, recorded August 24th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. Mike working now, uh, and now we can meet our friend and other half of the show. Well, I think that's me. I hope it's me. And this is Michael Diaz. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> it's good to hear your mic working. It's funny. The, the listeners don't get to hear the behind-the-scenes stuff because we cut it out. Yeah, well, we had a little technical problem earlier, but now we're back. Uh, big week for me, anyways. We've got Star Wars back in the hizzle, and uh, super stoked. We're going to talk about that later, uh, but before we get to that, what's going on, Michael? Anything fun before we get to the news? How's well, life? I thought, I thought you meant the news. Uh, well, you, yes. just, you just went through a tornado, so... We're bringing this show to you, and Michael just went through a tornado. That's the I dedication. I through a tornado, but it, my my brother, love him. You know, there, there are three kinds of people when it comes to a tornado. There are those like Shaylee who are deathly afraid, and as soon as any kind of warning or indication or, you know, anything, like possible advisory, she's downstairs and ready to jump in the bathroom and hide in the tub. Which is fine. She'll probably outlive me because I'm a big dumb man. I'm more in the middle. I'm like, eh, it doesn't look that bad. All right, fine. If the wind's catch, catch, you know, kicking up, I'll go downstairs. And then there's my brother. Who heard there was a tornado in Belmont, and he lives in Belmont. Decided and said to go outside and watch. Then you know it's coming. Yeah. I then guess there's the fourth kind of person dead. Oh, yeah. Oftentimes, the third person ends up the fourth person. I saw Twister. There's chasers. I understand that, but they're using science, and they're at least try, uh, yeah. they're trying. <laughs> science is using your eyes. I mean, no, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> like, here. Well, some of them, I, I've seen some of those chase vehicles where they can, they're on hydraulics, and they can lower themselves and then bolt themselves into the ground, so that way air can't get underneath to throw them through the air. So there is some science involved there. Would I do it? Would I get one of those chase vehicles and watch a tornado go over me? Fuck no. No, you're not None even close that. to Bill Paxton. Exactly. Well, he is dead. He is. So there is that. So. Anyway, wow. tangent. So yeah, tornado just went past. Uh, we were not too close to it. As uh, if you're listening, yes, my brother was, but that's his thing. Yeah. Um, and then, but more exciting was we moved our daughter into college yesterday. Nice. You are empty nesters now. No, we still we still got we got two daughters and one's still here. She's she's figuring her way out through life. It's all good. All right. Cool. What about you, well, Joe? What, what's um, nothing. Your life. Nothing. We have consistently ninety-two degrees and sunny for the I don't know sixtieth day. So it's just Holy cow, that's hot. Like, do you get sick of ninety-degree weather, or are you like good with? That? I don't. Michelle does. I can see that. That's like, yeah. So, you know, when it's fall, it'll be 67 all the way through May. That doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> no, it's two months of hot weather. Then it's basically fall until May, June. And it starts to creep up. And then July and August are the toughest. Two months. Two months of 90 degree weather. That's not terrible. No. Funny no. thing is we had today and yesterday. We're at that level. But now, obviously, the storm came through. It's much cooler. But yesterday, while moving our daughter in, nothing says awesomeness, like 90 degrees and like 100% humidity. It was great. <laughs> Welcome to South Carolina. Well, anyways, well, people here don't even think about leaving their house until they say uh, Category 4 now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really. Right. 
you're this could be your this is your first hurricane season it is i'm i am scared like i don't know what to do i mean that's just you know i do say that the news really plays that up to get you to watch like, look at all these tropical depressions out like by fucking africa <laughs> you know, like, but they could come your way sure and, and it all could happen right so it's like you better watch it you better you better watch us right Ratings. right because in 25 days this might hit we don't know <laughs> <laughs> anyways enough of our boring stuff uh get under the news michael well let's start with if i can pull it up there we go scott pilgrim takes off the new trailer for the new American-made anime series premiering on Netflix debuted. And for those of you that liked Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the live-action movie starring people such as Michael Sarah, Chris Evans, Aubrey Plaza, you get the idea. Yeah, Michael Sarah from the new Barbie movie, which Michael hasn't seen yet. I still have not seen it. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Shay already saw it, so it's, it's hard for me unless you want yeah. to go see it a second time. Anyway, Scott Pilgrim takes off. Even though the movie came out like 10 years ago, yeah, this is an anime continuation. In fact, I, I can't verify all of this, but it looks like they got 90 to 99% of the original voice cast from the movie to do their voices in this. Cool. So Scott Pilgrim is Michael Sarah. Chris Evans again plays his character. Um, Kieran Culkin. Uh, like I said, Aubrey Plaza, uh, Elizabeth Mary Winstead, who we'll talk about more in later. They're all in it. And it's executive produced by, uh, oh God, I can't remember the guy who directed it now. I had it on the tip of my tongue, but anyhow. Scott Pilgrim takes off, coming to Netflix. I think it's not coming until next year. I forgot to put the date. But check it out on YouTube. If Scott Pilgrim's your thing, I'd probably be pretty geeked about that. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited. I actually really like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, I, th I think it's actually gotten better with age. I think it was so different. It was kind of like, a, maybe not ahead of its time, but it, it was a novel approach. And the way they kind of interlinked, you know, music and superheroes and video games. It, it fits. I like it. I, I think it's better appreciated now. And I right. need to watch it again. So yeah, Coolio. Uh, I, I mean, I like the movie. Um, I don't remember much. I probably should watch again. I, I mean, I think I enjoyed it at the time. <laughs> I can't say for certain, but I gotta believe if the movie's not on Netflix right now, it will be soon. Cause yeah, just to play it in, right? Why wouldn't they pay for the rights so that way they could pimp their show? Now, also coming to Netflix is the much. Anticipated. Is it anticipated? I don't know. There's been a lot of buzz building around this movie. We're talking about Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Two parts. One coming in December, the next in April. Apparently this was his Star Wars pitch that did not go off with Lucasfilm. So he's like, I'll make it my own thing. But it's still... When I watched the preview, I was looking for... You know, what would this, who would this character be? Who would that character be? You know, but we don't know until we watch it, but clearly there's ideas there. Well, there's clearly lightsabers in this too. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's a lot. Uh, I mean, look, it looks fun. We'll see. Um, we'll see how much slow motion is in it and lens flare stuff in it uh, from Zach uh, picking up the JJ mantle. But there could not be more derivative things in this preview than every sci-fi show that's come out prior, like literally from Dune to, you know, to the latest Avatar. Um, so many shots that are very close, so many scenes and places and things. It's just like, wow, this is um, – if it was a comedy, it would be like a Mel Brooks because that's how, tight, <laughs> how derivative it would oh be. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Did I don't want tell me I'm wrong. That it's no. not. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm. I also don't want to kill it in the womb. But before you even said that, like, not just now, but we had you had mentioned it. You sent me a message. Yeah. But before you said that, when I watched, it, I'm like, this looks like Star Wars fan fiction. 
Yeah, but that's looks like Dune fan fiction. There's some it does. Dune, and it looks and like Avatar yeah. fan fiction, and it does look pretty derivative. Now, I'm not trying to shit on the movie. We have no, it could be great. I'm not picking. I'm just telling. I mean, there's a reason it's coming to Netflix, guys. Well, they paid a fair amount of money. They're trying to build a franchise. Well, they should release it then. Like they did some other movies, at least for two weeks or something. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. pay for it because I know I have Netflix and it would come out in two weeks. So yeah, Amazon does that. Netflix has done it too, so they get they get uh, Academy Award nominations. That's true. That's true. That's true. But so they feel that this is not going to get an Academy Award, folks. Well, yeah, maybe not. Doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, they, I mean, Amazon spent a shit ton of the Lord of the Rings thing, and it didn't do as well as they wanted. I enjoyed it, but a lot of people didn't. It didn't do great. But they most of these streaming platforms don't tell you how many things are streamed, anyways, because then they got to start paying more rights to the actors. Also, pay the actors. Yeah, and the writers. Pay the please. writers. Pay, pay them, pay them, pay them. And the now, ushers in the theater. Well, well, they should strike, too. They should all strike. Well. <laughs> but to your point, this does look pretty fucking derivative. So I don't want to go into it with a negative attitude. I am interested. I'm not negative. I'm just pointing out a fact. Could be a great story. It could be. I'm. I'm interested. Here's the thing. I'll just say that Halo looks Halo looks more original than this. Oh, 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 that's I don't know about that. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I guess Halo is derivative of the video game that was created a long time ago. Right. I just uh, before the last ten years, Zack Schneider was actually a pretty decent director. Two, three hundred, three hundred, one of the best movies ever. Even before you, I am not a zombie movie fan. But he his remake of Day of the Dead, it scared me. I thought it was very well done. Right. And then, yeah, when he did 300, I was like, holy shit, that movie was badass. Uh, Watchmen, it was all right. I don't know if Watchmen... I enjoyed good. Watchmen. I enjoyed it too, but I don't know if that... I don't, the, the comic book is so legendary. I didn't think... And, and HBO is remaking that. Yes. They are? Yeah. I thought they. I thought that Watchmen series was what that was it, and we were done. No, that's that was a post that they're re, they're doing the actual. Somebody is creating. I thought it was HBO Max. Well, whatever it's called now, Max is creating a verbatim graphic, you know, from the graphic novel. Oh, yeah, I think I heard that. I think we. That's not what the show is, though. Well, it makes sense. I mean, Watchmen is owned by DC, which is owned by Warner yeah. Brothers. Blah blah yeah. blah. Max. It's fine. I I, I liked. I I liked it, but. Like I said, 300 was good. Um, like I said, Day of the Dead. Watchmen, I actually really enjoyed it. I saw it in the theater. And every once in a while when I see the uh, uh, what some ultimate edition of it, which includes like the cartoon and all that stuff mm-hmm. on Blu-ray, I'm like, I should pick that up. And then I don't. But I, I should. Because you know, it's like four or five but hours. you know what you can pick up on Blu-ray? What's that, Joe? Season one and two of Mandalorian, if you choose. You can? Yeah, they just put it out. Or it's coming out. Yeah. Which reminds me, you know what else is coming out on Blu-ray? Prey. Oh, nice. There you go. They're doing a little collector edition of that that's coming out in October. But Hey, Blu-ray's the new vinyl. <laughs> well, you know what? And this is something I always, I've always thought, and I know we're doing tangent on tangent on tangent. I still buy music. I still buy MP3s. I buy vinyl now. On occasion, I still buy CDs. I still buy a fair number of Blu-rays. Now, most of those Blu-rays come with digital codes, and I usually use the digital codes. Yeah, yeah. But the way some of these streaming services add and remove content... thats I think they're starting to do it on purpose so they can sell all this stuff. Like They're looking at ways of making money because they're not making it on the streaming. So they're going to say, let's kill some licenses. So if you really want it, yeah, better buy it anyways. Now you're paying for the streaming and you bought it. Well, I admit, like uh, a couple weeks ago we mentioned uh, we watched Memento. I love that movie. It was on none of the streaming services. And we have Paramount, Peacock, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, Disney. None of them had Memento. That's six streaming services I have. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is. I did find it on Canopy, which links to your local library. And by the way, another tangent. Where the fuck are you, Sony Pictures? As far as? 
uh, all the Spider-Man movies. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a few on Disney Plus, but you can't watch the latest Far From Home or whatever. The, what was the last one? Home, uh, Far From Homecoming. No, what was the last one, Michael? <laughs> uh, no way home. No way. Yeah, that's you can't watch that anywhere streaming. At least I couldn't find it. I it's felt really like watching it the other day. That Sony doesn't have their. They had Crackle, but it's not for pay, right? No. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is, there are times that I like to buy it so that way I know I can watch it. I know I can listen to it. For example, I know we're on tangents, but The National, one of my favorite bands, they did a song for what uh, the Portal or Portal Two soundtrack called Exile Vilify. Uh, that got pulled from every streaming service. But I bought the MP3, so I they can't take that from my library, or they probably could. But it was still in my library. I was still able to download and listen to no, it. No, if you paid for it. Well, you know what I won't be buying? The What's Blu-ray, the Blu-rated Rebel Moon. Yeah, well, you, you can't say that. You don't know. <laughs> I can say it. Yeah, you're right. Amazon or uh, Netflix isn't going to pull that. That's their thing. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Last thing. I didn't know if you know this. So that's why I threw I, it in. I don't here. know this. That's why I, I didn't want to look it up before the show to think like I knew something. So, no. Well, you, you shoot the question out there and then give us the answer. So, one of, amongst many of your arguments, but one of your bigger arguments about not liking Star Trek, Strange New World Season 2 was the lack of Anson Mount, correct? That is 100% true. So, I caught this last week, and apparently it was in the press before the show came out. But I only caught a wind of it last week, so I apologize if our users or users, if our listeners already know this, I'm sorry that we were behind the ball. But part of the reason Anson Mount wasn't in Strange New Worlds quite as much is that because he asked not to be in it because he is a new dad. Yeah. Him and his partner, uh, they just gave birth to a wonderful little baby and he uh, wanted to spend some more time. Uh, in that whole process with the you know, pregnancy well, and all that and giving birth. So good for him. he wasn't as available. So I'll, I'll give him the quote from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Want to be a good dad? Go home and play with your fucking kids. I want to see his show. I don't want to see Kirk. That's fine. But that's <laughs> potentially good news because apparently he's going to be much more involved in season three. Okay. Well, that's good. So Because – Clearly, we they're still making. I don't want to get rehashed that, but they they will have a rebooted show at some point. I know we're not going to rehash it, but I, no. I don't love that they brought Scotty back. Anyway. All right, well there you go. I don't have any other news that I have seen other than you know the strikes continue, so it's going to be an interesting year next year when there's nothing to watch on TV that's scripted and or films that they're going to hold back releases on, so they can keep theaters open. Um. Because theaters have already tried to come back and we're starting to go in the right direction, especially with Top Gun, did a shit ton, and now Barbie and uh, did great. And Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer and many other films. Mario. Mario Brothers was the highest grossing animated film of all time. Um, so they were starting to come back and now this strike is going to take them right back out of it. You know, So we'll see how much amc charges now next year because i have to up the price again right didn't they do that when they were we're losing money let's start let's charge more when people people aren't coming back how about we make it more expensive that'll be good they did dump that uh what was basically their surge pricing where the better seats were more expensive yeah fuck you you assholes yeah well they found that people didn't buy seats so they're like people didn't surge pal Because this is going to be the other way. How about how about when it's not selling out, you sell it for a buck and get people to buy your fucking popcorn, you dolts. <laughs> right. That's where they make the money. Right. Hey, I manage a movie theater. I know. I know. Uh, so I know this business. Well, I'm sorry. When when you're charging fifteen dollars for you know thirty cents of popcorn, I see. I know where the profit is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and back when I was in the theater, we used buckets for popcorn. We didn't use these cheap bags you get now. What what bags? Well, I, you know the popcorn bag on the smalls are always a bag. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Who gets a small? I don't. Know. Says the fat guy. <laughs> uh, all right, so they what, no more no more news there for me. One silver lining, though, real quick, talking about this uh, strike, not. 
not for the actors, the writers. They they 100% deserve to be paid. I support that 100%. Yeah. But, you know, with TV, we know we're going to get a bunch of fucking reality crap. I'm not looking forward to that. The silver lining is, though, maybe we'll get some, like, re-releases of films that maybe I haven't had a chance to see on the big screen, you know? Like, well, there aren't probably a lot of them left, but, like, there's a local theater here, the Wealthy Street Theater, that, you know, would do, like, you know, those, those not cult films, but, you know, old favorites, and they'd they'd show, like, the Big Lebowski, or Mm -hmm. they'd show Alien, and then Aliens, and then, or the original Predator, because... I never saw the original Predator in the theater up until like 10 years ago because when it came out, I was a kid, you know? Yeah. I never saw RoboCop in the theater. I did. Right. And, and, and Predator because I'm old. <laughs> Actually, I worked at the movie theater, I believe, at the time. Right. But that, that's another thing, too. You're, yes, you're a little bit older, but also working in the theater, you probably saw everything that came out. We did. Right. Pretty so much. what I'm saying is, it would be cool for me if they said, oh, you know, the original RoboCop. I would go see that on the screen 100%. Or even... It would be smart if they brought some of those movies back and put them in theaters just to keep things going. It would be a very, very smart move. I'd go see them. I think people would too. But anyway, we've done a lot of tangents. Why don't already. you write a letter? It's okay. Do your uh, geek this week. Well, seeing as it's, well, like I said, seven some odd pages long, I don't know. Lightbringer is still my geek this week. In fact, I got a note today that it was overdue to the library. And uh, I know at least one of our listeners out there. Has Can't they just it take it? It's digital. Can't they just pull it from you? Oh, no. I got the physical copy. I was oh. a very person. Oh, got it. Yeah. Also, not that I'm endorsing this, but if you do have a digital copy, that's too bad. <laughs> take the date off or thing, right? <laughs> well, if you, if you put it in airplane mode, the phone, your, your, not your phone, your Kindle. They can't make it go away. <laughs> <laughs> now, that sucks if you buy another book or get another book. I've heard. Because then you can't download it until. But yeah, some, some people say. yeah. Some people say. I've heard on the internet. People, people say. But yeah. yeah, as far as this week, that's it. Lightbringer, that's all I got. Hey, well, I got Michelle to watch at least season one of Rebels before Ahsoka. So she get a little bit of background. Oh, um, did she like it? Yeah, she was digging it. And um, I mean, well, she wasn't watching with intensity or anything like that. But she was background. She did other stuff by watching it. And, and then by the time we got to the end, it was, well, then what happens here? How does, who's, where's the Kanan guy in the show? And I'm like, well, you have to watch Rebels. I can't tell you what happened because <laughs> you need to watch. Right. Oh, and what about that Zeb dude? I'm like, well, he was in Mandalorian. You saw him in the bar. So he's alive somewhere, or at least a, a, a his species is, but I don't see why it wouldn't. I think it is him, but they didn't, you know. So I, uh, in similar fashion, I act as Shaylee's Star Wars wiki when we watch the show because I have to explain a fair amount because she doesn't watch all the cartoons. And even though I didn't watch Rebels, I know the gist of what happened. There were so uh, many Easter eggs, though. We'll get to it. All right. But yeah, that's good that she liked it. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. Um, so that was my geek this week. Which you had another one. Which what other one? Well, you put it in the notes. Oh yeah, I did put that out. We, is that worth talking about? I guess I did. So on from this isn't a geek thing, but it kind of is because I'm a early adopter of things, and um, I believe right out of um, uh, what is that little show South by Southwest that. Uh, Announcement came years ago, They this thing called Twitter. And it came out of South by Southwest. And I was within the first week I signed up to be on Twitter. And I uh, really enjoyed it. But as we all know, it's been taken over. Um, I won't get into the politics things, but to me by a fucking idiot. Or at least somebody who just thinks he needs to rule the world. And um, he took away the last – my last straw, which is you can't block people. I'm like, fuck that. I mean, you, you're forcing – you on me now like i had him blocked i blocked elon musk i didn't feel like hearing from him uh but taking away the blocking which means he can push his shit there all over so i deleted my account and it was it was actually a tough decision because of the nostalgia of it and uh but i deleted it i have 30 days and it should go away forever so um 
Yeah. But Twitter to me is not like Instagram or Facebook where you're actually posting images and memories. Twitter's just kind of like a in the now conversation. Right. And I don't I don't care about the old data. You want your old data? I'm like, no, just delete it all. I don't need it. Throw it away. So yeah, I'm out. Zuckerberg owns me now. I'm all three of his platforms until that fucker fights I it up more. Deleted my account. I still have it out there. I do find it somewhat useful for like breaking news alerts and stuff. Yeah, but it'll happen if somewhere else. I don't. I'm I know. Not. Well, to that point, are you on either Mastodon or on Blue Sky? I'm on Mastodon a few things, but I don't keep it open. It's kind of a convoluted thing. Yeah, I joined Mastodon, played with it for like a day, and then haven't bothered to go back. I'm fine with an exact clone on Threads. Just you got listen. When people start leaving the platform, I don't stay there because of the platform. I stay there because of the people. And who you follow, and if it's whatever you want to, and once they start leaving, what good is the platform? I'm not getting the content I want, so bye. Yeah, I agree. Um, threads. The funny thing is, I used Threads the first couple of weeks I had it, and then Twitter at least allowed you to switch between accounts pretty easily. It yeah, sure I'm sure that all will come. Right, I'm sure it'll come with Threads, but because it's such a pain to switch just to the KyberCast account for threads. I just left it on the KyberCast account. So my personal account is probably gone. I mean, it's still there. It's just I don't do anything with it. Yeah. I am on Blue Sky now, and that is pretty active. But is that – well, we'll talk – that okay. We'll talk offline, but – Blue Sky is basically by the founder of Twitter. He founded this. If anybody on this that listens to the show follow me on Twitter, I apologize, but I just cannot – I I can't – I can't give it to that anymore. Fair. So, so there we go. Um, but you know what you could give to? We have a Patreon page if people want to give. And if you go to patreon.com slash kybercast and want to give us a little, you know, something, something for our trouble, you can do that there. <laughs> Help out the show and uh, keep the lights on for us. Not that we're going to shut the lights off. We're, we're going to do this as long as we can. Um, but it would help if you wanted to. So that's uh, patreon.com slash kybercast. So yeah, after watching Rebel season one, here we are. Ahsoka finally here. Uh, episodes one and two. Dave Filoni wrote every episode, directed the first one, not the second episode. Um, Michael, I mean, I, I could jump into it, but I want to know your thoughts since you're you are not as tied into the, like the Rebels. You didn't watch it all, so you don't know. All of it. And uh, did you feel you were behind or anything? I, I don't think it left anybody behind, but. No, no. I mean, there obviously has been time since, because Rebels takes place and ends right before, you know, we get to the the, the core group, you know. the Ends before Andor. Yeah. Before then. So we know that the entire rebellion has happened. So we're looking at what, approximately 10-ish years, give or take? Since since Rebels ended and Ahsoka begins, no, this is this is the same time period as the Mandalorian, right? Rebels ends right before Andor, no. right? Then you is have. It, the- I don't think New Hope to is New Hope to Return of the Jedi ten years. Well, we're five plus years out post Return of the Jedi. That's where Mandalorian starts, and this takes place sometime. It's concurrent after. with Matt season three, right? So we don't know exactly where that is, but I thought that was somewhere between like six and seven years post. Yeah, roughly. Return of the right. Jedi, right? So I'm just post, doing yeah doing the math here. If this is if if it's at the higher end, seven years post return, and then the war happened, the whole war was going on, and then Rebels ends right before Andor. I'm thinking the end of Rebels to the beginning of this is a difference of approximately 10 years. Would that be fair? I would say approximately 15. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Closer to 15, that's more than good. I'm, I'm, so what I'm saying is um, I'm aware of the characters. I've watched enough things that reference these characters. And I've watched, I don't know if I finished season one, but I, I watched a good chunk of season one. So I know who the characters are. And I know, um, like I said, I watch uh, Screen Crush a lot. Mm-hmm. He he points out all the references and Easter eggs. 
So even though I haven't watched the entire series, I know enough where I felt comfortable with the characters and knew enough of their history to get by. So, But one of the criteria you always had is if I had to read this to watch the show, then that show sucks. I don't think that's happening here is what I'm saying. No, I I agree because you don't have to do much to show. I mean, they showed in their acting in, in episode one here that obviously Ahsoka and Sabine know each other, but there's this weird tension, okay? Now, the but tension's you know, new. Hap- doesn't happen in Rebels, just so you Right, know. but exactly. But I also know it's been 10 to 15 years now Correct. since they've seen each other. So something happened in in between. I don't know what. Well, I'm assuming we're going to find out, I assume. But also, you know, I know who Syndulla is, General Syndulla. You know, there's an Easter egg in Rogue One where they call her name. You see Chopper. You see what? Ghost? Yep, the ghost, yep. Yep, you see all that stuff. So I'm knowledgeable enough to know, now that said, the fact that I haven't watched all of Rebels, I still enjoyed this because I think Filoni gave us enough that here you go, I've established the players and here's how they know each other. Right. If you watched Rebels, you have a richer understanding of that. And, and it's it vastly richer. So I, I suggest right. anybody out there watch it. It does not hurt the new show, but it really helps um, I'm sure you, it does. You have different feelings, I guess. Put it I'm way. sure it does, but it didn't. I didn't have that Lord of the Rings moment where I'm like, "Why? Like, I should? I should, do I have to go back and watch all of Rebels to get what's going on here? No, not at yeah, all. Yeah, but that's still not. Well, I won't rehash the Lord of the Rings argument because you don't need to read the books to watch the movies. There's nothing missing. It's the same idea. It's like you just you just know more. It's, no, you, it, no, they established the characters in Lord of the Rings. You don't need to know anything more watching that movie. It's it's standalone. You don't have to know it. But if you did read the books, you know more. You don't need to read the books to 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 keep track of what's going on in the middle in Lord of the Rings. My wife never read it. My kids never read it until I saw the movie. They didn't lose anything. So, um, point being, I, so far. If you watched it, like you get things like oh, I don't want to get too far into Easter eggs, but you 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 kind of jump for joy when you see like um, uh, Clancy Brown, you know who's who who plays uh, Ryder Azadi, and you oh, know, see, you, you know he's surprised. but he plays the voice of the same character in the show, and it's actually based on him, and he looks like him. Like oh great, they got him to do it. And then there's like we watch season one, and there's. The kid that comes in after him, um, that's a kid that Ezra saved in like season one. And you're like, oh, cool. That kid's there. But it doesn't hurt the show. It just, as you watch it, like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, they, see, they bring that stuff forward. Obviously, I didn't watch season one. So when I see Clancy Brown, anytime I see Clancy Brown, I'm like, fuck yeah. I love that guy. He's been in two Star Wars shows now. What was the other one? The Mandalorian. When was he in that? Season one, he was one of the bad guys, you know, with, uh, with, uh, um, oh my gosh. Oh, with Bill Burr? Yeah, with Bill Burr. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I've loved Clancy Brown ever since the original Highlander movie. So anytime he shows up or I hear his voice, I'm happy. Yeah. So I was already geeked that he was just in it. And now that I know he was in Rebels, I see how that's a better, uh, Right. You didn't need to know for the show, but if you did know, you're like, oh, sweet. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And then you get the voice of David Tennant, which was on the show as the droid, and he's the same voice here. So you're like, oh, cool. That's David Tennant. I knew I recognized the voice. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who, for those who don't know who David Tennant is. I know who David is. I said for those who don't know. I wasn't picking on you. Relax. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So there's like a lot of those little things. There's references to things. Uh, which I'll get into more later. But for me, I really, really enjoy these two episodes. Now, the pacing might be slow for some, but I feel it was right for these two episodes. Um, like the second episode is actually pretty, I'll say methodical, not necessarily slow, but I can understand why people go, this is really slow. I actually watched the second episode twice. Me too. Um because she was out doing some stuff. I knew I had to watch it before this show. Um, and I was busy all day yesterday. Um, so I watched it today. And then she got home. And she's like, oh, we got to watch Ahsoka. I'm like, yeah, we do. So, <laughs> but I actually, it was good that I watched it twice. Because 
the second time I was able to watch it a little bit more intently with a keener eye. And funny enough, the second time, I know it's a 44 minute episode, but it seems to fly by. So, right. um, I, I, I get where people might say it's a slower pace, but I, I feel like it's building. It's all building towards something and nothing is, it doesn't seem like there's, I don't want to say fluff, but it's everything right. they're, they're saying or doing is going to have a purpose. I, I believe so too. I, you know, it, it's a felony thing. We'll see. I mean, I, I believe he wrote a good series. We'll find out. It's only two episodes in. I like what I see so far, but as with anything else, we'll wait until the end to give it its overall grade. But for right now, I am entertained. I am intrigued by the two, not Sith, but bad Jedi. Good, op- great. Listen, we didn't even start with the, we kind of buried the lead. They had a crawl. Yeah. I, in fact, I, okay, I'm a geek, right? As soon as it comes on, I was like, oh my God, they're doing a crawl. Yeah, exactly. I did the same thing. It was a red crawl, which is interesting. It's like, you know, uh, and it was, you know, justified left. Um, so it wasn't like Star Wars, you know, center justification going into the distance. It was just a straight up crawl that you can read of yeah. kind of a little backstory. Um. So that that it's was still a wink and a nod to the original. There's so many winks and nods to the original. Yeah, but I mean, like the first, it's basically that you know start into the action. You know, ship comes in. You got these two. It's almost a little ode to Phantom Menace a little bit because mm-hmm. the two Jedi come in and they just you know to, for negotiations or whatever, and they just fucking kill everybody. <laughs> so, well, and there's a Return of the Jedi reference where they used an old Jedi code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, checks, yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. Um, so a really good opening, right? It pulls you in, like who are these two and um, Ray Stevens uh, at the end of episode one. You'll see for our friend Ray, um, that, you know who passed. I thought that uh, was very touching. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised when they did that. I was like, oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, that's it, and it sucks that he's gone. Like, I, I'm curious, does that character die in the end, and or, or is that character going to have to be recast? You know, who knows for next season if that characters around um but i thought it was a very good open and pulled you right in had a very good like uh the first episode was very action-packed it was dave filoni directed um man when she was uh battling those droids and just cut the ground and just pulled them under that was pretty sweet that was awesome um so really good action good ships um i thought there was some good world building different places um not necessarily like you know all tatooine feeling Okay, I'm glad you said that because, like, we've only seen Corellia once, right? Right. Well, I'm not including the – I'm talking movie-wise. Right. But we saw Corellia, what, in Solo? Correct. And we haven't did seen we, it since. Did we see it, though? Yeah, because that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he was in Corellia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as soon as, I, as soon as I mentioned Corellia, I'm like, oh, sweet. And I turn to Shaley. I'm like, do you know who's from Corellia, right? And of course she doesn't know. She's not a nerd like me. But I was like, yay, that was so cool. And being a Star Wars geek that I am, I'm like, well, of course. I mean, that's they build all these ships there, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. The Millennium Falcon, a Corellian ship. Exactly. It's a Corellian freighter. Um, I do have some nitpicks, though. Yeah, that's fine. I, I probably have some, too. So, I mean, I'm not, you know. So, well, let me begin with, I agree with you. I, I when, when some people say the pacing's a little slow, I can see that, but I've enjoyed these two episodes. Um, it does seem to be, you know, building towards something. I think I said that already. I like these. I, we can't call them Sith because they're not Sith. They have orange lightsabers. But who is the person in the armor? Because they have a red lightsaber, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's, if it's a Knight of Ren. No, I don't know. Um, it looks like a Knight of Ren. It's, a, it's an Inquisitor. We don't know which Inqu- – I can't remember which Inquisitor it is, though. Oh, it is an Inquisitor? Yeah, I thought- they, use the, they use the circle things. Okay, that is correct. That is right. But um, we have not seen an Inquisitor except prior to uh, – uh, Obi-Wan had Inquisitors, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. We saw yep. them then. We They were in Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. But we have not – we didn't see one during the war. The, so lead, the lead Inquisitor is the lead Inquisitor in Obi-Wan as well that's in Rebels. Correct. But, and this was just me. I, again, 
I have not read all the comics or any of the ancillary novels or anything. So because we had not seen them past the original saga films, I thought all the Inquisitors were dead. Yeah, this is the first we've seen an Inquisitor post. Okay, that's what I thought. So as far I as I know, but as far as, as, far as, I, as I could know. tell, that Inquisitor does indeed have a red saber, right? Yes. Okay. It's an Inquisitor blade. Right. So I'm very curious about the Inquisitor. In fact, I kept referring to the Inquisitor as a he and Shelly goes, do you know it's a he? And I was like, well, they are kind of slender. I guess it could, it could be a woman. You're right. So it's a they right now. We don't know right now. Right. Exactly. So interesting. And it seems that, um, was it, I'm sorry, was his name Balin? Is that it? Uh, oh, what is his name? Um, oh, my gosh. Ray Stevens is playing. I have to look it up. It's not Balin. Um, I'd have to find it now. Keep going. I'll find it. No problem. He's obviously a mercenary. He's worried. He's interested in money and power. More of the power. It's interesting to see a Jedi as a mercenary. Just, well, I'm sorry. He's not a Jedi then, but, but so he's not a Jedi. He's Balin Skull. You're a B-A-Y-L-E-N. Okay. You're right. Balin. Balin. Yeah. It's just interesting because I know there are other aspects and it's cool to see that we've got a Night Witch now. Um, I know. I know they made those canon a while ago. Uh, Night Witch is all over Rebels and Clone Wars. Okay. that's So if you watched the Clone Wars, which you didn't, um, it's – they're important because – so you know Maul's back and how Maul comes back. He's kind of like a deranged lunatic, basically lost his mind because he basically willed himself to back alive with – he was like the spider thing. Yep. And a half nuts. Well, he was brought back to normal by the witches on Dathomir, which is where he's from, Dathomir. Yep. So the witches of Dathomir, that's where they play in. So they have, they, they're force users from a different, they're just a different way of expressing. Right. But they, they still use the dark side. They're just not Sith. Correct. Yes. No, it's not I, all dark side either, I don't think, but it's, it is on the darker side for sure. So it's just interesting that Balin, his, he's obviously not a Sith. He's definitely not a Jedi. But yet he's still training a Padawan. In a or very, apprentice. We don't know. Right. Yeah. Shin something. Right. Shin. He hasn't called. I don't think he's called her a Padawan. But she has a braid like a Padawan. So Yeah. Yep. She does. Interesting. And he has a, he has a forlonging of the Jedi because he has a semi-respect for like a hate to kill um, Ahsoka. So I like him as a character. However, and part of these might be a little bit too nitpicky, but no, say it. Oh no, it's just funny. So when they, I get that sometimes, you know, they want to visit these other worlds and whatnot and show, you know, the the expansive nature of star Wars. And I'm glad that we're not just spending time in all the worlds. We're not seeing Coruscant and Tatooine and, you know, all all these worlds we've already visited. I understand we saw Corellia briefly in Solo, but my point is they they go to this world. I can't remember the name of it offhand, but that's where the where they put the map and they can see that it points to some other galaxy, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then he, he tells his apprentice, you know, go check on so-and-so and blah, blah, blah and Corellia. And she nods and we see the Night Witch lady. She takes off in her ship and we assume that his apprentice goes off to their shuttle. And then I'm like, What's he going to do? Just hang out there until everyone gets back? There are no, only two hang. ships. Yeah, he's a hang. He's going to hang. Good. Yeah. Right. And, you know, listen, the nitpicky part for me on that is like, well, that's just, we saw a planet that's basically just a set. Exactly. So it's the expense of the show. And then, then you start to think like, what if this would have been a long movie? Like, what would they have, how tighter would it be? You know, how you know, same with like the Obi-Wan series or whatever. It's the same argument you could have if, if it's that way. But um, I like having a show, but, you know, I do miss Star Wars in the theater. And this kind of makes me miss it more Yeah, I can see as a nitpick. Um, I think that they've casted everybody really well. I think Harris and Dula um, uh, played by, um, what, what's her taste again? Um, Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead, right? Um, 
yeah, she's perfect. She's doing really well, really well. Um, Sabine perfectly casted, uh, Natasha, I don't know, Liu Bordizu. Um, she's to me, I think killing it. Again, obviously, I didn't watch all the Rebels, but I like her as a character as an, and an actor. She's more subdued than the one, but we had, we know there's time and something happened, so that's the reason. Well, she's but an she adult still now, has, right? but she still she has her. What's that? Well, she's an adult now, whereas yeah. in Rebels wasn't she a teenager? And exactly, like, exactly, and but she also still has that rebellious nature, and that she's going to do what she wants to do. Yes, hence not being at the parade, you know, or whatever the celebration of. Uh, the, the second Death Star blow up, right? Right. Actually, so. I thought it was some kind of celebration for the liberation of Lothal and blah, blah. Lothal, blah. yeah. Lothal. Uh, so, yeah, with the Loth Cat. So, that's another thing. You saw the Loth Cat in there. So, there's a lot of nods, like even shot, like because Filoni was the showrunner of Rebels, he knows the shots of the animation. So there's a lot of shots here that are exactly from the show. So like, especially the tower shots, the Loth cat puts his head up and you see the, where, where Ezra used to live. That was Ezra's house, by the way. Okay. Um, which you would find out in the first episode of season one. Um, so that's all cool. After watching the series, then Michelle's like, oh, that was good. And, and she really liked the um, artwork. Michelle pointed out the artwork. Like she goes, I really like that the artwork is actually the cartoon. Yes, 100%. Like, like she goes, I like that part a lot. Like, I, like I go, some might look at that and go, oh, that's really stupid, but I, I dig it. I like it because, I mean, yeah, if you're going to paint a mural, I could see it done in that way. It doesn't have to be ultra realistic. I liked that right. style, but also it's a great nod to the series. Yeah, I think too. Though you know what's funny is when I watched episode, season one again of Rebels, I'm like, you know what? If they only did Star Wars just like this for the rest of time, I'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. You want uh, no I, I, for a TV show? I'd be fine. Okay, TV. Yes. Yeah, um, that's what I meant. Not for film, um, okay. but for a TV show. Like if it was this, and like I, if you once you start watching it and it's stylized, you're into that world. It doesn't matter. Like you can do anything. Um, so like, it doesn't matter how it, it, they're all drawn a certain way. You don't have to worry. Is that like, is that CGI or is that a prosthetic? It's all cartoon. Right. So the world fits. You know what I mean? Right. When you watch animation, that being said, I thought that the ships and everything were designed really well in this show. A lot of difference, a lot of, it, it felt more Doug Chang and star Wars to me than, the, than maybe Mandal than some of the Mandalorian stuff and some of the other stuff, especially like, you know, um, like Andor, had a little less Star Wars-y feel, a little more yeah. real world. A friend of mine, um, who is a Star Wars geek as well, he texted me, he's like, have you watched this yet? And I said, I'm watching right now. He's like, this is the most Star Wars-y Star Wars that has ever Star Wars. And yeah, he's not wrong. It's no, very he's not Star wrong. Wars. He's not wrong. Filoni knows. Filoni is the apprentice to the, the Sith Master. <laughs> There's only two of, of Lucas. He's the so. end of the Empire. He is because um, he gets it. He understands what makes it tick because he's worked with Lucas so long. Now, who will he teach? Who knows? So you mentioned Easter eggs. I, I've got other qualms, but I, I don't want to be all negative. I can hit them. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I mean, okay. We've sent some of them, you know, like I've already picked up like, you know, like the actor with, with Clancy Brown uh, shots that are from the TV show. There's other things like um, there's even thoughts of like when – What's her face? Uh, Shin was trying to track down Sabine. It's basically almost like Phantom Menace and Darth Maul. Someone shot for shot, shoot that, let that droid go out and find her and come back. The little oh, ball yeah. thing, very, very homage to Darth Maul, in my opinion. And that's on purpose because Dave knows those beats. He knows he does what what Lucas does, and that's um, rhymes. Well, so question then. Mm-hmm. So the David Tennant voice droid, I, I, mm-hmm. is it Hu, Hujan, Hulong? Yeah, Huang, something like that. I, I, I fuck up the name. I apologize. But is that not based on one of the original Ralph McQuarrie designs? Oh, yeah. Like, wasn't that originally supposed to be C-3PO? No. No? Just, not, just- a, a different version. One. If you, okay. Oddly enough, if you watch the season one of Rebel, which is it's fresh in my head because I watched it, there's way more nods to Ralph McQuarrie. Like even 
you know, the, you'll C-3PO is next to actually the droid that, that Ralph McQuarrie drew okay, in okay, Rebels on, on that show. And then little things like when uh, um, Zeb is faking being a prisoner so that they can get into the um, one of the like, like, like Luke and Han did with Chewie. They were, they, he faked being a prisoner to take them as a, to, to be a Wookiee prisoner kind of thing. And and they open the door and he screams like, what, haven't you ever seen a hairless Wookiee before? That's a nod because Zeb is actually the original drawing of what Chewbacca was going to be. Correct. So those are little Easter eggs if you know that kind of stuff. So um, those things are in Rebels. So you're going to find that throughout this show if you watch it. Only And not to do it, – it's it's done the right way. It's not like, ah, ha, ha, here it is. It's just like if you know, you know. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I just like – again, I, I'm assuming from what you've said that Hu Yang appeared – he was in Clone Wars – I, I we all know I watched that last season of Clone Wars, which was basically almost like a it was a wrap up and leading into Ahsoka as well as launching the Bad Batch. I don't remember seeing him in Clone Wars, but I didn't watch every season. So uh, apparently he's thousands of years old or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's old, huh? Something like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I liked him a lot. Um, I love he's almost like robotic Spock. And I yes. Say that because, bit, yeah. Yeah. Because he was, when he's having that conversation with Sabine, it's very logic. Yeah. Yeah. She, he's, she's, yeah. He's, he's like, no, just logical. Yeah. Exactly. I liked it. I liked it very much. Um, so another quick nitpick. Yeah. And I know this is, so when they're on Corellia, well, first, let, let's, let's not nitpick. So they're at the shipyards in Corellia and they're in that, room where everyone's getting fidgety and you, there's the protocol droids and they're basically trying to figure out, well, that's a, that's a, what a hyperdrive from an SSD, a superstar destroyer, I'm assuming. Um, did you notice that everything was colored? It, it's a throwback to the Phantom Menace where everything in that room was that throwback neutral red, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool because they're supposed to be, you know, going back to the old ways and then all the protocol droids are the color and all their uniforms are that neutral red color. Obviously we find out, you know, spoilers, you, you know, watch right. first, but we find out that the, the humans there are all empire sympathizers and want the empire back. And again, sticks with star Wars. All the people in that room were sympathizers and they're all human empire. Yep. Yeah. Again, the empire's racist. They like humans, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Like, yeah. So I liked all of that. Um, and I do like, and I get that it was a different protocol droid, you know, voice sound like by a woman, but it reminded me of 3PO how, you know, when Luke or Han or someone's talking and 3PO comes in with information that necessarily the other person didn't want coming out. And she, oh yeah. Uh, I saw an HK uh, five cycles ago. He, he, I was supposed to be doing this and he, I couldn't get my job done because yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah, some easy stuff there. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I love, I loved all that. But, um, when they're escaping and Hera jumps in her craft and is chasing him down, I'm like, this is Corellia. She's a general. Now I know they've cut back the military, but you're telling me there are no security forces on this whole planet to help stop this ship from leaving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are funny. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a bit, that's a bit, a little, uh, it's too convenient. Yeah. It's, it's tough to be a writer and not find these convenient things. Right. It takes like, it's basically how many revisions do you, can you do and really look at stuff, but you're right. And, and that's, it's, it's very easy. Like, it's just, you know, the same fact that like, okay, well, Ahsoka captured this person and then like, like even for Mandalorian from Giancarlo's character, it's like, Oh, somebody got him a seat. So they, they broke him out of jail. So they broke her out of jail to get, right. to get the, this person back in as the bad for now, the mini bad until, till um, grand Admiral Thrawn comes. But which by the way, my only concern is that like, he doesn't come in until like episode seven. Right. Like 
bring his ass in quick. Hopefully it's in the next two episodes before the halfway mark. I might be upset if he's not. Um, so I might can turns there. I mean, even little things. Okay. So another Easter egg too. Like if you know, um, when, when she, when Ahsoka flies in and, and they call the ship, the fulcrum and she's yep. fulcrum. Now that was a name that she used as a spy. I knew that. Yep. So that, that's really cool. Um, dug that. Uh, I'm just trying to see. And then, uh, I'm going through some of the Easter eggs, uh, just a little trivia for you, Michael. Do you know who voices Chopper? I do not. Dave Filoni. Makes sense. He did in the in the uh, he did a scratch track for Rebels till they can find somebody, and then like some of those myths, they just like the scratch trap, they just go. And if you actually pay attention, just like Rebels, you'll actually hear words. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's the beeping, but he's like, oh yeah, but you hear it. It's it's more like. Burr, burr, burr. Like that, like when when she's oh, yeah. like, you lost it. He goes, no, you didn't. <laughs> you know, you, you can hear uh, that kind of stuff. Um, Hundred percent. To your point, though, um, at, at this point, they've established the New Republic is super bad at <laughs> transferring prisoners anywhere. Super bad. The, the the yeah, the rebels are just Mandalorian season not one. Not very now, good. Right. They, they they sprung that you know Twilight dude out of you know some prison ship. Now, in season one of Mandalorian, the rebels, uh, or we can't call them the rebels. I'm sorry, the New Republic employed lots and lots of droids. So at least they've learned since then to use uh, people, sentience, to help guard their prisoners. Didn't help them. No. But but so in what season one of Mandalorian. Season three of Mandalorian, now season one of Ahsoka, high value targets that are being transferred by prison ship have been lost. It's almost the opposite of like if you watch any, you know, any Star Wars from the Rebels side, it's like, boy, it's really kind of easy how they keep getting into these places. Right? It's, It's the same thing for both. It's like neither side was very good at like watching their shit. These they're these advanced societies where they they build robots like uh, well, they have mouse droids, but what do they really do? They didn't tell anybody anything. Well, Huang is a thousand years old, yeah, but they can't make a camera or a heat sensor that keeps people from walking into a prison. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, unobstructed. I mean, come on, you walk in with a Wookiee that's not even wearing uh, cuffs, right? Right. I mean. I get it. Part so of they it can't wire funds between each other like we can. Like I can PayPal shit, but you know, credits can't be wired. Apparently, well, at least it is a long time ago. To be fair, in a galaxy far, far away, I believe. Right. So, <laughs> I like I said, I, I'm enjoying the show, but there are little things that are a little too convenient, or it's like they break everyone out. It's not even hard. Right. Right. That said, they were Jedi, and obviously they're badass, but again, on a positive note, I want to not keep going negative. Loved seeing Home 1. Great Mm -hmm. to see that that's still there. Um, I I love those little nods like that, that make me think once again, like, oh, we're in Star Wars again. This is fantastic. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see where it's going to go. Will they bring? See, I don't know what you know, um, but will they bring certain characters in? Um, we know there's going to be some kind of Anakin something. We know yeah. that's going to happen, yeah. whether it's flashback or whatever. Um, but we'll. I mean, we know we we believe Ezra might be on this. We don't know. Be stupid not to after all the buildup. Um, well. Yeah, we're going to see him because why would they cast an actor just to show him in hologram? In hologram? <laughs> I don't know. But let me uh, let me ask you this then. So, obviously, at the end of Rebels, we know that Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra were thrown somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the supposition for the while it was what into the what? What, what is that area of space called? Uh, the outer rim. The outer, not just the outer rim, but like. I thought they had a name for it. Where the Chiss live. It's yeah, the, I forget. The yeah. unexplored regions or something yeah. like that. Now, obviously, that does not appear to be the case. Because 
we learned obviously um, in what the uh, the last or the Rise of Skywalker that you know the the unexplored realm you know area blah 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 that's where Palpatine hit his ships and built his new fleet and yada yada yada. Well, I think it's a there isn't another galaxy. That's the difference. Yes, that's so we all assumed that's where he got thrown, but then now we're finding out he got shot to another galaxy. Correct. That's what they're now. Interesting. Star Wars has always been about this galactic empire and this galactic war. Now they're extending it between galaxies, which, okay, that's different. It adds a whole level of complexity, but we'll see what happens with that. I'm not against it. Unless, I hope this is not some kind of weird way to bring in the Yuzin Vong. Well, we don't know. There's also the world between worlds, which you don't, I don't know if you know about that. Yeah. It's basically the time traveling back to the future. Yeah. So they will be doing that because it's, I know that there's, they showed all the threads going into the one in the drawing. So I think there's a world between worlds there. Um, It's why Ahsoka's alive, by the way, if it wasn't for, um, did you watch, do you know that story or no? Yeah, I know. Was it, did Ezra pull her into it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pulled her out. Well, Vader was about ready to kill her. Right, and he and he's like, yeah, I know, yeah. I know all that. I've, yeah. you I know it, all that. You haven't experienced it, right? Yeah, but you haven't experienced it. it. That's what makes it different. Um, like the the show will break you, not break you, break you, but it'll really pull you on your heartstrings for, with the um, Kanan swan song, so to speak. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't have a happy storyline i mean well no but what he does it's just he's he's a great character a really great character when you see you know Freddie prince right yeah um so it's a shame that that person can't come further but maybe there'll be a flashback or something where maybe we'll see him that's what i mean there's a lot of characters and that could be cool but, but i'm excited i think you know it's got a good start will it finish good we don't know will it go in weird directions we don't know um i think rosario dawson's killing it we, we, I think Agreed. she's finally found her stride. Not finally found, but she's found a stride with Ahsoka and the way she exudes confidence. And Agreed. I like her little small smiles, knowing that she's playing Sabine, but she gives these little small smiles like, hey, I got you. Um, so, you know, uh, she's not as whimsical as uh, Snips used to be. Um, she's very, I don't know the words, but... Um, She's matured. She's wizened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's she's not as happy, and she's she's more uh, cynical. I can see that. I mean, cynical through life. She's seen some shit, right? Yeah, but she was hope. She was hope of that time. She was the Luke hope of that particular time. Um, so we shall see. More to come next week, man. Um, I'm actually at a photo shoot next week, so. Hopefully I can see it and I will be back uh, Thursday. So I should be back enough in time to record. So hopefully I get a chance to watch it. I'll watch it. I'll find a way, but yeah. You'll find a way. I know you will. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a tough shoot going to Cape Cod. Oh, you have the worst life. (laughs) It's going to be fun. Terrible. Anything we missed, Michael, that you want to touch on before we wrap this up? No, I think we covered it. Like I said, my my big concern is I'm not a fan of using Vogue. Do you know who they are? I do. Okay. I don't want to see that. I'll stop right there because we've covered enough. Well, it could be from the – they may pull somebody in from the um, – oh, my God, the series that's out now that I'm reading and I'm blanking on, the, on uh, which I haven't picked up. So I'm a book behind um, the golden age of the Jedi. What is that? What's the series that's out? High that, Republic. High Republic, yeah. There's uh, the pirates of those. Could be them. Oh, the the Nile? The Nile. That's what it is, yeah. Could be that. Yeah, I I just have – my brain is foggy, man. I'm on – You're all good. Some uh, new medication that's making my head really foggy and sleepy. It's weird to call marijuana, but that's okay. Yeah, it's not that. I wish it was that. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I wish. That would actually help me remember. (laughs) This opens the brain back up. Um, anyways, I think we've covered it this week. I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to stay on this as much as possible. Um, Michael will get me notes and I will get this up as soon as possible for everyone to listen to. So thank you all for that. Michael, 
what can people do to tell us what they think about Ahsoka? Well, I know I don't mention it very often, but we do have an email address, kybercast at gmail.com, if that's more your style. Otherwise, social media seems to be our best bet. Uh, we have except for Twitter. Except for Twitter. That's right. Well, we're still there. It's, it's Yeah, Michael will be there, but I won't read it. I won't be able to see it. Right. But that's okay, because I post the exact same content on threads. So, we have an Instagram, a Twitter, and a threads, all at kybercast. Or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a page and a group at the Kybercast. The at the Kybercast. The at the, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you really want to help out the show, I suggest, it's a big suggestion, I suggest you smash that subscribe button. Then you'll know when the next one is dropped because, hey, we're not that consistent. So at least get a warning when it drops out there. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Leave a review. Good or bad. I prefer good. But leave a review. That helps out the show. Um, tell your friends they can find us on pretty much any podcatcher that's out there um, or our website at kybercast.com. All shows are streaming there. You can listen right there. You don't even have to have a podcatcher. Um, so uh, until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.